This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, a Biden answers whether Joe will run again in 2024, but it's not him himself. We'll get to that. Uh, the White House boasts about their lack of white people and the Democrats propose banning Trump from the Capitol. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and all week, the Biden administration's incompetence and carelessness has been on full display to the American people, as Pete Buttigieg had to be forced to visit East Palestine, Ohio, only after President Trump brought water and supplies to the town. Before that, it was a Chinese spy balloon that we now know the U.S. military had been tracking the whole time while they intentionally deceived the American people and allowed China unfettered aerial access to sensitive nuclear and military sites. In fact, since Joe Biden has entered office, we've basically been the dog sitting at the bar while everything is on fire meme. This is fine. Everything's fine. Record high inflation, shortages in practically every industry, soaring gas prices, the botched Afghanistan withdrawal, the border crisis, record amounts of fentanyl pouring into our country, and of course, World War III on the horizon. It's almost as if these people have no idea what they're doing. How is it possible all these people, cackling Kamala, Pothole Pete, KJP, luggage thief Sam Britton, the beautiful and elegant Rachel Levine, how is it possible that all of these morons and weirdos got hired? Well, here's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre herself yesterday explaining the qualifications they're looking for. I want to take the opportunity to, to lay out uh, what, how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. Mm. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. Mm. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Great. 40% of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. Mm. And a record seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ+. So again, yes. this is something that the president mm. prides himself on. Uh, that he actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. Mm, yes. Yay. No wonder things are going so well. The only question asked in the job interview is, are you gay? What could possibly go wrong when you hire someone based on what organ they have in between their legs? The Biden regime is actually a perfect representation of what focusing on diversity, equity and inclusion actually gets you. The dog meme. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I want to welcome to the program Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripiverse Comics and Blaze TV contributor Yaku Buyans, also host of The Bottom Line. Um, this is fine. Everything's fine, guys. Don't, it's just a mostly peaceful protest with buildings burning down behind me, but everything's fine. Um, I, I, I cannot stress enough how incompetent these people continue to show us that they really are. I want to throw in uh, Kamala Harris. I mentioned earlier, cackling Kamala. I want to throw in um, Kamala entering a room at the White House filled with, with 
students who came to see her and she had a Jeb Bush moment because she's like, you, I, please clap. You guys can clap. I'm right here. You can clap if you love me. Please. Very awkward. Watch. Stand as she enters the room. <laughs> you can clap. It's okay. <laughs> and even then, they really don't. Ooh, that's really awkward. Uh, so Kamala went on to, uh, you know, try to explain how she perceives climate change to be, and um, it. <clears throat> As you can imagine, with most times Kamala speaks, it didn't go well, watch. When I think about then anything that is about climate, we're talking about the environment. Okay. We're talking about extreme changes to the climate that manifest itself in a number of ways, including extreme weather events. Think from my home state of California, wildfires to hurricanes, mm. tornadoes. Mm. Think about the climate issue in the context of what we need to do to deal with, for example, extreme heat and what that means in urban communities mm. where there's only asphalt that just actually ex exasperates the heat effect and where there are no trees it, it exasperates and what that the means in terms of the public health consequences of that it exasperates the heat oh i'm sorry i think you meant exacerbates kamala but um, you're the lawyer, not me. I feel like you should be the one to uh, to understand language and words and how they work. Who am I to tell you that? Um, it it's embarrassing. So um, man, so much to say on this. On this topic. <laughs> I figured you might have yeah, a few words, oh, Eric. Man, it's so much to say. All right, let's let's first get on the first point with this whole diversity and all this focus. If anything, you're damning uh, a, a bunch of different communities because you guys haven't performed well at all, right. and so you know, yeah, it <laughs> didn't look look really good for the people that you're trying to parade around as how we've hired these members of the LGBT and this this amount of women. I mean, that seems an easy point for people to be like, oh, maybe that's the problem. Right. Nonetheless, on, on a serious note, what you're seeing is how it manifests itself, to use her language, uh, how it manifests itself at the most um, uh, like obvious kind of turn. Right. We see this so much. I talk about it every day on my channel and on my shows with like Hollywood and, mm -hmm. and other things where they focus so much on diversity and not actually merit. So you have people that are very incompetent and let's say are not the best people for the jobs <laughs> in any of these positions that they're in. And it makes for bad content. So when it ha when it comes to the whiteout, it's so obvious because it will impacts everybody uh, pretty much in terms of the policies it is that they have. So we see something, it's obvious. We see uh, inflation and we see all these other, which isn't just the fault of, let's say, the White House's Congress as well, because uh, they're all in on it. But it goes to show when you are bringing people in and, and unfortunately focusing on these diversity elements, your product, it say, in this case, America, is going to to suffer. And that's because we paid to so much lip service to diversity being something that is uh, a virtue or something that is good. I reject that in its entirety. And I'll make my case here very quick. It does not matter the racial makeup, gender makeup or whatever it is of something if a job is being performed mm -hmm. and it's being done, let's say, well, I say this and I use this uh, to make it personal to me. If I, let's say, am a business owner of a like gym, let's say that or a facility that specializes in, let's say, sprinting, let's say training sprinters. Right. I was a track and field athlete all through the coll uh, collegiate 
my, my collegiate career. Mm-hmm. And let's say we focused on that. Maybe just because of the simple fact that, well, considering the makeup of I don't know, all the world uh, world record holders and let's say the 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meters. Let's just focus on that right now. Maybe a lot of my coaches are going to be black. That does not mean mm-hmm. that, let's say, something is wrong just because it's not diverse. And let's say it's almost exclusive. Let's say 100 percent women and men, uh, men's coach are black. That there's nothing wrong with that because that's something that was voluntarily arrived and it makes sense. So it doesn't matter the makeup whether it's 40 percent here. We get so caught up in like disparities and all this, like because they treat us as if we're not individuals. And that is fundamentally the problem. So this impacts everybody. And that's 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 why it hits so hard. But this is we see this in every single industry right now where they focus on diversity overall. OK, but hold on. I want to I want to get to your thoughts, Yaku. But Eric, have you considered You've already got the right skin color. Have you considered <laughs> pretending to be gay and infiltrating the Biden administration? And then abolishing everything? Yes, oh, that's what I'm saying. And then we would have at least Eric one working competent in the person. Biden White House? I mean, look, it would I take a lot of acting. I would pay for that reality check. I know, that's what I'm saying. You've already got <laughs> one box checked. Check, yeah, yeah. Just go, just go do ahead. it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean... I'm 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 going to beg, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Please, can I remind you? (laughs) Go ahead. I wish I said something else. Uh, Look, society only functions when it is based on a Mm results-driven mentality. Mm -hmm. The result matters. The kid goes to school. Can he read? Can he not? Can you graduate? Can you not? Is the job getting done? Because when the chips fall, on the mighty Wall Street, at the end of the day, you got to produce a return, right? And they can virtue signal this. Take my country, South Africa, my former country, because this is my country, the U.S., my former country. In the affirmative action, race reconciliation movement, right, they swung the pendulum Mm -hmm. to you could just have a skin color and get a job as a nuclear physicist. Today, South Africa, people only have power four hours a day. They have brownouts 20 hours a day. The country's collapsing economically. It's got some of the greatest intellectual capital in the world, some of the brightest minds in the world, but they physically don't have power Mm -hmm. because the people running the power plants are not qualified to run the power plant or the economy. They've got a minister of health who's never been a doctor. (laughs) Oh, that's right. She was the minister of finance three years ago, right? This is, this is a joke. Nobody, and I always go back to small business. You can run a country like this because there's a lot of places to hide corruption yeah. and hide dysfunction because someone else will go clean up on aisle seven when you make a mess. When you're a small business owner, nobody's coming to clean up, buddy. No. You sign the check, you sign the back of the check, and you pay yourself last, it better produce results. That's the real world. And when I say that this is a perfect representation, the Biden administration, their incompetence, just how horrible it's gone, is a perfect representation. Like, I don't, I, I want people to understand how severe this goes because what was it last week uh he just signed an executive order that basically forces the every single branch of government to focus specifically on dei on diversity and equity and inclusion we're seeing it in our school systems so the type of stuff that you're talking about yaku with the brownouts and with all of the incompetence in all of these industries like that will happen Going if we keep these people in power. It will this happen. is their priority in 
all industries, mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. You got you. What, how are our children going to grow up when they're being taught by complete and total idiots because they're focused on hiring, you know, diverse uh, teachers, professors at colleges? I mean, it goes all the way down. We're going to be completely decimated. Sarah, we've lowered our if I can show you how we've lowered our standards in Texas at the police academy, lowered the standards. The, the American standard is being lowered yeah. because because dumb is On ruled. Everything. Dumb is ruling. And by the way, it's not just DEI. It's also sex. Oh, how we reminisce to the Me Too movement. You shouldn't hire by sex. Don't hire men. Everything is sex now. Did you ever know a time when a heterosexual person could say, because I have sex with a woman and I'm monogamous, I'm going to put that out front. It's my banner. As a matter of fact, fly my flag. Yeah. Why did you fly the heterosexual flag? We never had a heterosexual flag. Where's that flag? Why did you? Oh, you're heterosexual. Well, hi. It's insane. It's absolutely insane what's going on. And, and I'm just telling you, look around the world. The experiment that they're imposing upon you has never worked. Nowhere. They don't have a single case. There's no empirical data that says this works anywhere. Okay. The country's going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, so I want to um, let's go ahead and do this. I want to get to uh, whether or not Joe Biden is intends to run in 2024, because I think that we do have an answer on that. But I want to make sure that we have enough time to do that. So let's go ahead and take a, a quick break and then we will get into that. It, it, this someone in the Biden family spilled some sort of a bean or two, but it wasn't Joe. So we'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bank on Yourself. So uh, many of you probably have been brainwashed into believing that the only way to grow your money for retirement is you got to just risk it in the stock market. That's not actually true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any of those unnecessary risks. Do you really control your retirement money? Well, if you've got a 401k or an IRA or something similar, the government actually controls it. They dictate how much you can borrow, when you have to pay it back. You're going to owe taxes and penalties if you take the money out too soon or if you wait too long, uh, even though this is your money that you have earned. Thanks to our skyrocketing national debt and a Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows you're going to have to pay in taxes during retirement that it could last 30 years. You've got to look at bank on yourself. It is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. It's never had a losing year in over 160 years. It's got guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble and your principal and growth are locked in. It's tax-free retirement income. And I got to tell you, I, I was like, wait, what? How are you guys doing this? And when they explained it to me, I was like, oh, that is really freaking cool. You guys have got to go check this out. You can go to bankonyourself.com slash matters, get a free report that shows how they're going to do this, guys. You got to go look. It is really cool and it works. Bankonyourself.com slash matters. <laughs> First Lady Jill Biden sat down with the Associated Press and uh, the reporter was asking her, "Was is Joe going to run? What's going on? Because we've seen recently in the news there have been reports that uh, the Democrats are planning an alternative because they don't want Joe to run. Well, uh, Jill gave the best answer, non-answer that she could give, I guess. Watch. Is there any reason for any of us to think that he is not running again? We've heard him say several times that it is intention it is his are you not believing run. this darlene <laughs> i mean how many times does he have to say it until you believe it 
So he, then our, oh. go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, he's, he says he's not done. He's not finished mm-hmm. what he started. And that's what's important. And I think, uh, mm. look at all Please, God, that don't Joe finish has. Don't finish what you started. Has done, has accomplished. I mean, he brought us out of the chaos. And he did that. Did he, he was elected because people wanted steady leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think they saw that in Joe. And they saw his character. They mm. saw his integrity. Mm. And he came into office. He knew, you know, what he wanted to do. And he knew people Did were he? suffering from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And people, I mean, I was going and pass, passing out food boxes. People were starving. Mm-hmm. They didn't have food. And mm-hmm. people were afraid. There was such fear. And, mm-hmm. um, and so he came up with the American Rescue Plan to help kids get back to schools. I mean, he's done oh. so much. And um, Darlene, he's just not done. Okay. <laughs> So is all that's left at this point is just to figure out a time and place for the announcement? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. A little, a little, a little spousal desire there. That's her prerogative. It's her agenda. She will mm-hmm. run Uncle Joe into the ground as long as she can be the first lady. And when she says he's not done, she's not lying. He's not done with the globalist plan yet. Right, right. He has not yet ticked all the boxes that uh, Davos and the World Economic Forum requires of Mm -hmm. him and his friend, the former president. He hasn't gotten us into a war. No, no, no. we're not in a war war yet. yet. All children are not sexualized yet. Right. We're not completely abandoned the Constitution, at least yet. Mm -hmm. The criminal justice system is not quite broken enough yet disproportionately for black Americans, I will say. Mm. Hello. You know, maybe there's another 500 kids that's not yet fatherless. So I guess he still has a little bit left to do. We're not eating bugs yet, Eric. Also, I don't know if you guys realize this, the, uh, the Democrats, the, the president, Joe Biden, was the one who wanted to get kids back to school. Strange. I seem to recall... <laughs> The yeah. Democrats constantly it's, pushing it, for kids yeah. to stay out of school. Yeah, it's like uh, robbing someone and then, like, giving them their stuff back and telling them, like, yeah, you must thank me for robbing you in yeah. the first place. Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Look, man, uh, every time I hear people talk about, like, the presidency, especially in this capacity, you keep talking about you or you hear these guys talk about, well, they're doing this and we need to do that and we're trying to do this. And I think that's the fundamental issue with not just government in general, but especially at that level is, like, I don't personally, and I think a lot of people would agree, the whole promises thing is the issue. Mm. The, the issue is that you inject yourself into things that you should not be injected in. And that in itself creates a whole heap of a bunch of different issues, whether it be in other people's affairs as well, which is really what the president is in, in charge of, per se, being the commander in chief. That's really all of his actual job is, is pertaining to like foreign affairs and all of that. And yeah, so what happens is, is you inject yourself and through your leadership, let's say in a situation with Russia and Ukraine, where you're spending billions upon billions of billions and advocating that that be done uh, to them, to, to aid them in whatever issues it is that they are, are going, uh, are having going on. But that whole concept of this constant, like just, oh, we're trying to help and we're, we need, we need, we need to do this and we're doing that, I think speaks to the issue of government in, in itself. Mm-hmm. And I think what, will they win? Who knows? 
The people that run on the platform of I promise to do the least are the people that I'm more intrigued by, more interested in, mm -hmm. as opposed to the person that is trying to pretend as if he can even uh, potentially save my life. Because the more actions that you do, the more it costs and the more it seems to come out of my damn pockets. Uh, de definitely as you grow in uh, it, like, let's say, transfer economic classes and, and you have any level of growth, they're expecting more money from you, especially the federal uh, government. And you see what spending efforts as far as them signing off every bill that the Congress, let's say, pass, even if it says, hey, we don't have this money, we're not going to account for this amount of money, but we're going to spend it anyway. And then they just sign it and it's like, oh, hey, let's go on and we devalue money and then we got record, record inflation. They're all in on it. So why don't we get a crop of guys that just say, all right, I, I don't want to help you. I'd be far more intrigued by that. Stay out of your way. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I can ask. To me. Sarah's point, though, it's, it's, it's deep in the Republican Party, too, Eric. They, oh, yeah. want, they want a White House to run their daily lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our government was not set up for that. That's what makes this country so beautiful is the president should not be in your daily life, either side of the, yeah. of mm -hmm. the aisle. Mm -hmm. Okay, You should be in charge of your family. You, you should have that autonomy, and that's why we set up in the states, and even at a state level, I don't want Abbott in my life. <laughs> I got okay, you. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so, but it's almost like we're begging for it as a culture on both sides. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the president, whoever that may be, will fix it. Yeah. That dude should be so far removed, whoever he is, from your, how you run your family, that you couldn't even find him. Yeah. Even if I concede it, like the point of like the minarchist, as I always say, is who thinks that like, okay, government... Uh, should be there just for like security purpose purposes, even if it was limited to exactly that, right? So if it was borders or mm -hmm. something like just for the sake of we'll, we'll address that problem like after we get rid of everything else. But if right. we did get rid of everything else and it was left to that, people's tax bill would be significantly less. But that's the that's the issue right there is right. that the government itself is in everything, the welfare state education, mm -hmm. everything. And they, of course, because they're not producers, they have to steal from the individuals or print the money, which devalues your money in the first place uh, in order to accomplish that. So even if I concede at that point, it's not my position, I want to be clear, but just for the sake of, yeah, that's better, obviously, than what we have now. Okay, let's work towards that. Because people always talk about, uh, you know, the borders and as far as the like security. Okay, cool. Let's talk about, let, let's, let's say that the government continued to spend money on that. If we got rid of everything else, you're cutting a bill in half by like three quarters. Mm -hmm. Man, they spill trillion, literal trillion dollars on welfare statism. Yeah. The federal government, that is. I, um, you know, I liken it to, so my uncle um, died from ALS years ago, and I always remember talking to um, the head of the ALS organization, the nonprofit, and he always was like, literally my goal is to is to work myself out of a job like i we want to find a cure right i don't want to have to be doing this i i uh, my whole goal is to be out of this job because there's no need for it because we find a cure it's like similar to you know the government positions of just right. like i want someone who goes in there like I, let me be in charge of the Department of Education so I can burn yeah. the yeah. whole sucker down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who I want yeah. in yeah. charge. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So. I don't know if you realize this, your liver is like really important and you really need to start taking care of it, uh, especially because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver are 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver. Um, that's a lot of people who are at risk. And I don't know if 
you know how livers work, but like livers are going to, uh, they're taking in all of like toxins, cholesterol, alcohol, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes, stop smoking. That is why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight, lose energy. Uh, your liver is helping you with over 500 key functions every day. Could you just help your liver maybe? Okay, there's a new solution. It's called Liver Health Formula. It's all natural. It contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. And it's manufactured right here in the United States, approved by American doctors. So if you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, try Liver Health Formula. They're going to send you five free gifts when you order today. Uh, so you got to go to getliverhelp.com news. That is getliverhelp.com news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Several House Democrats are pushing a measure to bar former President Donald Trump and several other of his friends uh, from entering the United States Capitol. So it's nice to know, you know, we've got, uh, we I discussed it at the top of the show, we've got record high inflation going on, we've got soaring gas prices, we've got uh, a border crisis, we've got fentanyl pouring in through our borders, we've got people pouring in through, like there's a lot of problems that we have going on. So it's nice to know that the Democrats who are in charge are focusing on the really, really important things like preventing Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, Dan Scavino, Peter Navarro, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, Kenneth Chesborough, and Rudy Giuliani from entering the United States uh, Capitol. Thank God that we have the, the adult. Didn't they say the adults are back in charge now? The adults are back in charge. Thank God they're not just being petty. Um, so Swalwell, I guess, is now a co-sponsor of this bill, Eric Swalwell. And he tweeted out, this isn't even my bill. It's a brilliant bill written by Representative Nakima, which, of course, I support. And by the way, when the village nearly burns down, we don't invite the arsonists back to visit. Duh. She responded, uh... Swalwell co-sponsored my legislation, but I'll sign on to his analogy. Let's keep the arsonists out of the Capitol, y'all. <clears throat> uh, okay, okay, based on what conviction? He's an American citizen. That's the people's house. Mm -hmm. Including the White House. It's the people's house. So based on what? Based on what? So He's an arsonist, you, Yaku. You just don't like the he guy. incited an insurrection that led to horrible death and destruction of all of these Congress so, members. So truth, fact, and the actual rule of law absolutely does not matter. I made that comment this morning to a strong, very amazing guy within the Republican movement. And I said, it doesn't matter whether it's true or the law. They say it and they act upon it. And they'll behave like it's law. And those crazies that follow them... Believe it is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now we can just ban certain Americans from certain things. And where does that stop exactly? If they're going to ban a former president for not, let's say, visiting the, I don't know, the convenience shop. You buy a little souvenir, the souvenir store in the Capitol. What can they not ban you from? What will they not try to ban you from? Okay, but hold on. I have a, I have a, a proposition for them. Ban me from ever 
entering the Capitol, and in exchange, I don't have to pay any of your federal taxes. That's right. Yeah, thank that's you. fair, right? Or I'll tell you what, ban me and then ban yourselves uh, <laughs> as well. Um, how about that? Because that's swamp. If anything, I, I, I hate to be, I'm always the guy, obviously, the anarchist. I mean, I've, the fact that they use arsonists and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it, uh, you know, this is going to sound bad, but it is the God on is true. They would have been doing an injustice if they got everybody out of there and actually burn that bad boy down because you're all <laughs> criminals. You're all criminals. It's yeah. the one thing that I refuse to pretend when I talk about Congress mm-hmm. on these shows. When you talk about death and destruction and the guys who have orchestrated this stuff over the last decades. These guys are among the criminal class in this country, period. Like yeah. if you want to talk about who are doing it upon, and at a magnitude that one individual can't possibly do. Talk about Congress. When you talk about the death, of, especially the death, uh, excuse me, and destruction of people abroad. That's all facilitated by them. They do that stuff. They're the ones that vote for uh, vote for this sort of action. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the, the criminal class acting as if they're the ones that need to protect themselves from an orange guy walking in the front of that bad boy, that's insane. It's and it, like you guys are getting paid to do that. Is it up here and write bills? Like this is this is this is like it shows you that for one they shouldn't exist, but that they're inefficient as all get out because they're sitting up here typing up freaking bills. To ban the freaking president from being at the Capitol for something that he said don't go do in the first place. That doesn't even make that doesn't make sense. But the average American, I guess that certainly supports those guys are probably going to think, well, this is this is a, uh, this punishes my ideological enemy and mm-hmm. a person I'm supposed to hate so much. So mm-hmm. it should be an excellent thing. But I certainly look at it from an economic perspective. I'm like, wait a minute. These guys spent money. Obviously, because that's what the, the salary is based upon. Whoever, obviously, the, the sponsors didn't actually write the damn bill. It's some no. unelected clown right. that actually is the one that actually wrote the wrote the bill or a team that wrote the bill. And they're getting paid to sit up there and do stuff like that. Oh, when to Sarah's point, when to Sarah's point, you have all of these other things that are going really? on. Mm-hmm. And hell, if, in, in, in the case that you do get a bill that's worth a damn, like, I don't know, audit or in the Fed, which would actually address the the. Um, like inflationary mm-hmm. issues, they don't support it. So I, I, I'm sorry. I know I'm a little more extreme than than, no, than the average person when it comes so. to that, but I refuse to pretend like they ain't a band of freaking criminals. Eric, did I miss a fire? Yeah. A couple of Januarys ago, because arson <laughs> is fire. Did I miss yeah. a fire? Because yeah, exactly. the fire I didn't miss is when they burned the buildings yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh saw, that's a good I point. Many of those okay. fires. When they burned the buildings down, yeah. I missed the January fire. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. I missed that one, but mm-hmm. I but I saw the Portland. The fire. The ones that they were egging on. Too. Oh, I saw the mm-hmm. bricks, yeah. and the Portland fire, and all the other fires. Arson. I mean, <laughs> this is a monkey show, is what this is. Not this show. Them Congress. Yeah. They are the biggest crooks and criminals. Death. Destruction, yeah. rape and plunder around the world, but more so, brother, right here. The white-collar oh, yeah. crime right here oh, yeah. from the Uniparty. <laughs> yeah. The Uniparty, because we've been there in the lobby. You go to any hotel in Washington, D.C. at 5 p.m., and the R and the D disappears. The badges come off, and they broker on behalf of the American people. Did you see how little support Ted Cruz got when he said term limits? It was like crickets. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no. Even the we need to, stay. We need to mm-hmm. stay here. Yeah, you can't. Thing. This is for life. No, it's not. Well, I mean, especially when you look at, um, you know, those charts that show how much money these people are making in, you know, investments and everything. And you see 
quite a few Republicans and Democrats Crenshaw. on there, right? Dan Crenshaw is Crenshaw. right up there with Nancy Pelosi. I think actually he is Trump above her. is above her now. Crenshaw, yeah. that yeah. guy's pocketing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh so God. it's like. Some reparations. <laughs> yeah, they are all, to Eric's point, they are all criminals. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, I want to switch gears really, really quick here and talk about Governor Ron DeSantis, who uh, has announced that he is going to boycott media appearances on NBC News and MSNBC shows uh, until one of their hosts apologizes for a question that she posed about uh, his education policies. Now, this is Andrea Mitchell. She is speaking to Vice President Kamala Harris, and she's like, well, how, why, why is Ron DeSantis saying that slavery shouldn't be taught to Florida school children much? What does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know, but I know this. You know nothing. Any push to censor <laughs> America's teachers and mm. tell them what they should be teaching in the best interest of our children mm -hmm. in, in partnership with the parents of America yes. is, I think, um, wrong-headed. Mm. The people who know our children best are their parents and their teachers in terms of the time they spend and, and the investment they've placed mm -hmm. and the brains and capacity. Okay, I've seen enough of her. Of I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what she says. Um, all right, so, it, uh, so obviously a very, what Andrea Mitchell is about to call, imprecise question from Andrea Mitchell who calls herself a journalist or a reporter, really should know better. And uh, so she later said she was imprecise, but she did not explicitly apologize, and this was not enough for the DeSantis team watch. In my interview last Friday with Vice President Harris, I was imprecise in summarizing Governor DeSantis's position about teaching slavery in schools. Governor DeSantis is not opposed to teaching the fact of slavery in schools, but he has opposed the teaching of an African-American studies curriculum, as well as the use of some authors and source materials that historians and teachers say makes it all but impossible for students to understand the broader historic and political context behind slavery mm. and its aftermath in the years since. Wow, that's a really great point because uh, the stuff that the DeSantis administration is objecting to uh, is like black queer studies, intersectionality, the reparations movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, black feminist literary, uh, and the black struggle in the 21st century. Oh, yes, all very, very relevant to the teachings of slavery. I mean, why? Obviously, we need to hear about black queer studies. Eric, doesn't that make you feel better that people are, are learning about? Well, no, it's funny that, first of all, like, you know, I, I've certainly dealt with this whole, like, kind of defamation aspect, libel slanders, where people say that you say things that you don't actually say, and then they try to justify themselves. When they get mm -hmm. called out on being mm -hmm. wrong, proven it wrong, like, she could have just flat said, okay, I was incorrect. And I'm and, sorry. Yeah, my bad on that. But she's like, well... I was in, I wasn't precise, but yeah. you know, then she has to rattle off these. Well, the experts. This is why it still matters, right? right. And, and and that's basically her trying to justify her bad mm -hmm. bad actions. And mm -hmm. this is how evil certainly these uh, these these people are. But yeah, I mean, the, the conversation isn't about teaching, let's say, slavery uh, at all uh, and what it actually meant. It's that it's more so the lens is what's being discussed. 
right right here. And yeah, through the lens of a bad actor, that's going to be far less preferable than uh, just giving people, let's say, the factual information, because, of course, those groups certainly of that matter are going to have their own individual uh, uh, spin on it. And this is sort of what my issue, I guess, with how education is handled really everywhere uh, in this country and, and, and curriculum. And you have these people who are who are voting on on this and voting on that. And they, everybody doesn't really have skin in the game and everybody's trying to determine what they're teaching certainly uh, uh, your kids but for them you have to understand the public education this is what I don't think the quote-unquote right really understands about the left like their entire thought process their entire um, existence really rests upon them having control over that institution that's why they work so hard to get it and this is why they work so hard to have their guys be the representatives who are teaching your young young people no matter how false no matter how skewed let's say the position is because they really want to be honest about slavery if anything you'd be telling these kids the honest to god truth and that's saying that that does not exist as it did as an institution without the state. Mm -hmm. But they will be forced out of a job in the event that that's the route that they actually uh, went because then people will be looking, okay, well, y'all kind of facilitated, I don't know, one of the most egregious things that has ever happened in human history. And it was on the backbone basically of like this institution that you guys all supposedly want to protect and ex have exist. They don't want to have certainly that uh, that uh, conversation, and it's certainly I don't think the black queer uh, movement is certainly uh, going to prioritize it. You know, so it's so funny. It's it's they want to make it slavery. No, it's about history. Mm -hmm. Teach history. Mm -hmm. You can't rewrite it. It's right? just the thing. It is slavery is a part of history. Yeah. So how about we just say, will we teach history? They don't want to teach history. They're the ones cherry picking. They're the ones who came into Texas and said, we're going to abolish the Texas Rangers. It's history. We're not going to teach Abraham Lincoln in Texas. Moses can't teach. We had to fight the Texas State School Board to not stop teach. They don't want to teach the history of America. They want to rewrite the history. They wanted to make the pride movement part of Martin Luther King's movement. Back while when? They, so slavery, we want to talk slavery. Let's talk about First Nations people. What about them? Let's talk about, you know, murder and, and blood and the, the ground is basically crying. They don't want to teach any of that. They want to frame a narrative. And I'm telling you today, this is me coming from South Africa. I'm telling you today, that class, they're the ones abusing the black Americans today. They are using black America as a tool. Yes. Yeah. They, they're, they're literally entrapping and enslaving again. This is the Louis Farrakhan, the Jeremiah Wrights, the Jesse Jacksons of the world with this kind of crap. Yeah. Just teach history and let it be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. You teach the history, you teach slavery. We were talking about learning about reparations earlier. Well, Angela Davis, a far-left activist, communist, and former Black Panther, actually discovered on a recent episode of PBS's Finding Your Roots that uh, she is one of select Americans who are descended from the Mayflower Pilgrim. So I don't know, maybe she's going to owe reparations, as it turns out. Let's watch that. Any idea what you're looking at? That is a list of the passengers on the Mayflower. No, I can't believe this. No. <laughs> My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. You, your ancestors came no. on the Mayflower. No, no, no. You no. are descended no, no, no. from one of the 101 people who sailed on the Mayflower. 
Oof. Uh-oh. That's a little bit too much. <laughs> too much truth oh, to deal with right crap. now. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you may have descended from people who laid never the foundation never. for this country? Never. <laughs> never. No. Never. Because I spent my entire career trying to crap all over the people who came over here and, and founded this country. I feel like after uh, she left, she had to take a swear jar herself, and it was just, I mean, the expletives that must have been coming out of her mouth when she left that place. She's like, ah, why did this guy have to do this? You ruined all my credibility. Now I'm gonna, how am I supposed to say people owe reparations? I'm gonna have to pay them. She was a Black Panther. (laughs) I know, this is This is is beautiful comedy. I mean, I'm like, did that guy actually hate her? I don't know. Why and, would you do that and, to her? And, and, and to be, no, but kudos for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah like actual journalism. Yeah. Right, uh, kudos right, yeah. for him. He's also uh, he's also black American. Yeah. Kudos for yeah. him to say, hey, man, just to let you know, I mean, that was Black a Panther, t- wink, wink. Total I don't know. gotcha moment. Well, I'm being on a serious note, and this isn't like colorism. I'm just speaking of fact. Like, her skin is very fair um, uh, for a black person. Like, she's not like me walking mm-hmm. uh, around here. And obviously, it's just you put two and two together, somebody down the line probably was white. Um, you know, no, if you, if you, no. that's just kind of what it no. is. Oh, Eric, oh, oh, Eric, if you tell her she's be. got some Caucasian blood, her yeah. head will explode. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's just, I, I would think, well, I think what happened is she probably knew that but didn't want to actually do the work to go look into it herself because that would have been like an un, like revealing a truth that is very, very harsh. But mm-hmm. I don't know how she could have thought that someone wasn't white just considering that the people that came from that pocket of Africa that were coming here uh, on these slave ships were, were not that color. Uh, that's just kind of the fact. No, no, Africa is a little darker. But imagine now the, the, the producers planning that show, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think the angle was? That's what I'm saying. Like, that are they was a fra- total are gotcha they, trap. Are they gotcha trapping her? Or was it like, did they somehow think that this was going to be good for her? Mm. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I do think that it is. It's the truth. Well, and I think that any normal person would think, like, wow, that's really cool. It's honoring. It's amazing. I'm, re- I'm related to people who came over on the Mayflower. Foundation of this country. I mean, right. come on. Like, I, I mean, imagine living in such a weird world where your lens of America is, no, 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 this can't be happening. No, no, please, God, don't tell me that I'm related to the people who came over here first. No! Like, but that shows you the dishonor to the country, right? I know. What an honor, right? Not far from here, in, in the vault, we've right. got some documents here that people, would, people, they stand in reverence even when they just look at the, the founding documents and to, to learn that, hey, no, you, your, your family's legacy is helping to build one of the freest nations. And what an honor is that not to black America, mm-hmm. like to champion. And that's probably the angle some producers took. It's like, this is awesome. Yep. Look, and she's like, ah, that's not good for my brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not good for Exactly. Yeah. They're like, congratulations. Uh, you are related to a man who fought in the Revolutionary War, also owned slaves. She's like, oh. That's obvious. God. Well, no, it's like I said, I, I'm not. It's not the whole colorist thing. It's just a factual thing. Yeah, like right. most of the guys that came from that side of Africa were more akin to my color and darker. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So when you come out and you're like that, she's just a light skin 
woman. That's exactly that what it is. After the fact. Yeah, it, that's I what mean, I'm saying. It, it would have had to happen that way, whether yeah. it be with Not a slave, at the flower, a slave later. on. Yeah, it could have yeah. been like a slave on a sleeping with a, a, mm-hmm. another slave, which mm-hmm. happened a lot. You know what I mean? Like it could have been one of one of those kinds of instances. But I don't know how she would have thought that. What you thought everybody's coming from? Like you ain't from like Ethiopia or something like that. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you thought. Like where where else would somebody would have had to been, let's yeah. say, light skinned? Yeah, yeah. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. So good. And that's been our whole life. Yeah. So I keep hearing with uh, ChatGPT and all this AI technology and bots that like we're all in trouble because they're all going to take over. But I don't know. I'm not so sure because it's it's not going very well uh, over on the obituary side where they had an AI bot write an obituary for poor Brenda Tent who I hear retired from living at the age of old, surrounded by family and natural causes. A librarian from birth, Brenda was an avid collector of dust. She had a sweetheart and married her high school. She loved having hobbies and helping her son to be disadvantaged youths. She had no horses, but thought she did. The church gave her a choir because she sang like bird and looked like bird, and Brenda was a bird. She owed us so many poems. The funeral will be held in 1977 at heaven. In lieu of flowers, send Brenda more life. <laughs> you know, in Terminator, when, when we, you know, in Terminator, when he comes out half dry, he's like all crooked and not <laughs> That's kind of AI at the moment. It's like, she's burned. Don't send flowers. Please just send her more life. That's what she needs. <laughs> I don't Look, know what that is. I know Glenn's been doing all this, like, you know, the specials on AI and stuff. Like, AI is going to take over and kill us all. And I'm not saying that that might not be true, but I, I'm just saying maybe they got a waste Not that they robot. kinks that they need to work out <laughs> first before they do that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you guys for being here, and we will see you on Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.